Hey there, fam. It's your favorite betting bartender, Anzo, and today I am talking Daytona 500 2019 NASCAR DraftKings FanDuel DFS. Let's get right to it. Now, if anybody says they have a clear uh, image of who they think is going to win, is probably not the right person to follow for this race. This is a restrictor plate race at Daytona. There are 200 laps. It's a two and a half mile course. We have all new rules coming in for the specs and the kits this year for NASCAR. So it's going to be a weird season coming up, but it doesn't matter for the restrictor plate. What it does is limit the uh, speed, the horsepower, I should say, that each car can get. So it makes it for a packed race and you never know what's going to happen. You know, 20 laps to go, there's going to be a huge crash somewhere and everything's going to be all over the place. So uh, I have no idea what anybody's going to do. Uh, I can look at the, uh, we're going to look at the cheat sheet that I have right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you're just listening. If, if you're listening via podcast, we'll go over the cheat sheet. It's very simple for you to get in the description down below. First, if you want to join the email list, I'll have an additional uh, two drivers that I'll have in the email. I'm going to be going over three drivers uh, on the video and podcast right now. If you want access to the cheat sheet, super simple, just uh, retweet or like on Twitter, any of my NASCAR info I put up there concerning the videos, or uh, also you can, and, and then I should say you have to DM me your email address so I can add you to it. It's 100% free, but I just need to be able to add you to it, as well as uh, you can you know, like, subscribe, and answer this question. Who do you think is going to win this race? Okay? Who... Seriously, no matter what their price, whatever, on, on DraftKings or FanDuel, who do you think is going to win this year? And then be sure to send me an email at bettingbartender at gmail.com so I have your email address. Tell me who you are uh, so I know that you made the comments, and I'll add you to the cheat sheet. Very simple. That's how we do it. So let's jump to the cheat sheet right now and talk about kind of my strategy that I'm looking at and what key stats I was looking at for this race. So here we are. This is the cheat sheet that I do. You can see that I have all the drivers listed out. Going from salary highest to lowest on uh, DraftKings. So I don't know if you can see it highlighted there a little bit, but and there's the drivers there. You can see. Um, basically, uh, you know, you had the, the dual races uh, prior to to sort of see where people were going to end up. And uh, so... What I usually like to do is like where they qualify. Now, qualifying and starting position are a little bit different, so I did make it starting position versus crack practice. But then I thought, you know, how much am I put a lot of points that I a lot, almost like almost forty percent of my value is going to that right now based off their starting positions because I really want to start from people in the back and get the difference in points. So you get one point for each difference in position. So if they start in 40th and end up at 39th, they get one point for that plus the finishing points at 39th. And again, it's not a lot. But you're looking for people that are starting from the back and kind of get towards the front, hopefully, and get a lot of differential placement points plus finishing points. And who cares about the uh, lead laps or fastest laps at this point? With 200 laps, you get a half a point for fastest laps. So that's 100 points allocated towards that. And then for leading laps, you get a quarter of a point on DraftKings, which allows uh, 50 points total 
up to that if someone to lead every single race. Uh, let's jump to last year on the cheat sheet. So we go down to past ownership. And we're going to go back to the beginning. Hopefully you can see it here at Daytona 500 last year um, that Ryan Blaney was a top scorer with 65 points. Not a lot of points. Austin Dillon ended up winning the race, uh, was you know 12% owned, 64 and a quarter points. And last year's pit uh, pole position winner was Alex Bowman, was 22% owned. So as you can see there, the pole position was like one of the last like 15 guys. One, two, three, let's see, uh, 43 to 28. Yeah, 15 exactly actually from the bottom in points. So if you had him, you know, those lines were not making money. Uh, the real sneaky play was Chris Busher at 3% and then Justin Marks at like 1% who not many people knew, guy coming off the Xfinity Tour or whatever and racing. So where can we find those values? This time, uh, pretty easily, we're going to look at what my strategy is going to be for this race. And I'll tell you right off the bat, Brad Kozlowski is going to be like 60%, 70% owned probably. So I'm just going to say screw it and fade him and see what kind of happens there. Obviously, if he gets top five or something, I'm probably screwed, in points at least. So I got, last year, he... Uh, did not finish in any of the restricted plate races, so that's what I'm kind of banking on. He will be high owned though. If you look at his overall history, you know he has a win uh, here. So ugh, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough pill to swallow, but I'm doing it. So that's my number one approach going. I will tell you, I'm being very limited this weekend with the Daytona 500 on DraftKings though. Um. I'm going to, uh, again, tell you that I'm not putting into a lot into like track history here. I had it higher and I decided, you know, let's leverage it down. I went with the difference between starting position and qual- uh, and practice averages. I added more points to practice average because I did. I wanted people that did very well in practice, but now their starting position is crazy because of what happened at the dual races. I had a little bit of points to qualifying as well. Uh, just to add that in there so that if they did you know, well in practice and qualifying, kind of all adds up. We do have one more practice to go, so there is a fifth and final practice coming up on Saturday that I do not have in there yet. Um, I did add a little bit towards track history and uh, recent form. Last six races would be the last six races from last year. Obviously, there's people on new teams, so I didn't put much points to that. Just so you know where my head is kind of at. So let's go over the drivers that I like for this weekend. Uh, I will start at probably no higher than Kyle Busch at 9,600. Not a great history here, but that's okay. Um, he is doing th- starting 31st, 9,600 DK, 10-3 on FanDuel, first in my model. And he has one of the best practice averages on the um, – out of all the drivers, I think he was like second in practice average. So I definitely like that a lot. So Kyle Busch at 9,600 is definitely someone I'm going to go after. Then I'm going to go down to 8,200 because I like to go over different tier levels here. Eric Jones, only 8,800 on, on FanDuel. So probably a super play on there. Uh, they do do a different scoring position, uh, 
type of play there, though. So you have to look up how FanDuel scores out their drivers in the races. He's ranking third in my model. Uh, again, good place differential value uh, between practice and where he's starting in 28th. I like Eric Jones a lot to add that at 8,200. And then your value play will be uh, Michael McDowell ranking second in my model, 5,900, 62 on FanDuel. Again, another driver that has a good practice sessions here so far, and the differential is uh, probably one of the best in the field starting in 34th. So with those three drivers I went over, that leaves you over 8,700 for your last three drivers. Again, for the email, I'll have a link in the descriptions down below. Just click on that link, submit your information, you'll be added to the email list, and then I'll send out the email uh, by Saturday afternoon with two extra drivers on there uh, for you to look at. But uh, yeah, that's my strategy going forward. I have no idea who is going to win. Can't really go off of history here. It's just kind of a boomer bust. And I feel like I'm just going to go against the grain as the other people in GPPs. I wouldn't even touch cash games this week at all. Probably not play cash games ever in NASCAR to begin with. Because uh, Kozlowski will be about 90% owned probably in cash. But as long as Kozlowski does poorly, uh, that will jump me up ahead of like 70% of the players. And then you only need to make up the 10% to get in the top 20% and make your money. I'm only entering like minimal entry type of tournaments also. So that's kind of where my head's at as far as NASCAR this weekend. Don't know what to tell you. But if you want to reach me at Twitter... My DMs are always open for questions. If you have you know good constructive questions, right here at Shake Strain Bet. Again, be sure to like, subscribe, retweet, and all that stuff. Best of luck this weekend and every weekend. We have the end of golf coming up. We have UFC on ESPN coming up, which I might have a take on that as well. Doing pretty be- good on uh, UFC lately with a new strategy. Maybe I'll come out with a video on that. But not only best of luck on DFS, best of luck with everything else that you do in life. Keep dancing that music. Cheers.